Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 277. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Putty. Joined as always, Marcus Schwan. Marcus, how you doing today? By Marcus, do you mean... The Hollywood assassin, your favorite actor, Mark Swan. No. That's, I think, what you meant. I'm doing great, buddy. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm fantastic. How are you? No. Are you watching this Squid Game? No. I, I, I've heard a lot about it. Uh, my, my, my social media feature flooded with memes, and I don't get them. I sent them to my friend. Yeah. He thinks they're hilarious. But I don't know. I, I never got into it. So someone broke it down for me. They said, it's like Hunger Games meets Parasite. And I'm like, What? Because I actually have never seen Hunger Games. I've seen Parasite. Great, great movie. Was it? I've seen Parasite. Yeah, great, a great movie, Parasite. Uh, Hunger Games seemed interesting, but I, I know the concept at the very least. I was like, that seems like a weird mix. Saw a trailer, finally, just the other day. For Hunger Games? No, for Squid Game. Squid Game. I was like, ah, I understand now why you said this. So it, it's a fair analogy? It's a very fair analogy. It, it looks interesting. So I was working on the podcast, right? Just finished editing it. I was working on the post stuff, and a friend of mine came over. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, don't worry about it. Do your thing. While you're doing that, I'm going to watch Squid Game. I'm like, okay. okay. I'm like, uh, it's a show I just felt like peer pressure to watch. Okay. I kind of didn't want to get spoiled on anything, but 90% of it is not in English. No. So I'm back to the TV. I don't have to worry about being spoiled on anything. So I'm not watching it. I'm not, no, I don't know what they're saying. I can't read the subtitles. But then I did watch the last like 15 minutes of it. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so in? I think I might watch it, yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I might give it a shot. I'm 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 pretty curious to see what's up. I, I want to see what all the world yeah. is is talking about. Same thing with Game of Thrones. Is like I I missed the first three seasons because I thought I made fun of people who watched it. But then I watched it just to be in the know, right? Not because I wanted to check it out, but like I wanted to be in the know. I wanted to know what people are talking about. I wanted to be behind these memes. I feel the same peer pressure here with Good Game. You know, I still have never seen Game of Thrones. Actually, it's not that bad of a show. It's very confusing. It, it doesn't look bad, but very I, confusing. I, I I've it seems like right up my alley here, but like what I would I like. I would check it out. Yeah. But then, like you know, I, I just kept on hearing about the last season how bad it was. It wasn't that bad. I, I was. Like, do I really want to get invested? It wasn't into that, that bad. People are just mm. fucking stupid. All right. They didn't. The ending didn't appease them. But any big show, Seinfeld, Cheers. I don't know. I said Cheers. Got to think everyone loved that ending. But like these big shows, when they end, you don't repeat. There's going to be some section of the audience that you don't like. Uh, most like the ending. Most shows. They don't know how to end well. Yeah. I, I, I think I could probably count on my hand how many like long-running shows, I should say. Yeah, like, diehard fan base, somebody's going to get yeah. pissed off at the ending. Like, you know, I rewatched Friends fairly recently. Like, the, the whole... The, the, <laughs> well done. The, the whole series, right? And I have to say, like, I remember when I originally saw the ending, I was like, eh, I don't know. I feel like that was kind of weak. Looking back on it, though, watching it again, I was like, great ending. Yeah, that was a good it, ending, it, yeah. It, it makes sense. Absolutely made sense. So we had our fraternity meetings Thursday nights back in the day. So I missed like, the last couple seasons of Friends. Okay. But I really wanted to see the series finale. It came out on DVD. This is before streaming. This is before DVR and all that stuff. So I bought the DVD to watch it, and I just never really got around to watching it. So I'm like, let me watch this. What's on a repeat? The series finale. I'm like, ugh. What a waste of money that DVD was. Oh, man. But whatever. So Squid Game on my checkout. I'm in a new show. I was thinking about maybe starting Sopranos. You've never seen Sopranos? No. I heard it's a good Ooh. show. Again, not not like the best of endings, uh, but... Yeah, I know how it ends, of yeah. course, but I don't know. I'm just looking for a new show to get into. I still got a couple shows I'm halfway into, like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. But that's not, it's not episodic. No. So I can watch like three shows here, three episodes here. I don't right. need to watch. I'm not missing anything. So I just want to get like into a show. I'm thinking about uh, The Morning Show, Apple TV. I love that show. 
But I want, again, talking about it last week, it's two weeks ago. It's an hour long. Oh, my God, putty. You know what really I want to watch? What? I had no interest in I thought it looked good. Didn't have much interest in it until season two when Dave Batista joined the cast. See? See? Might want to check that out. Does look good. Does look good. But that's my story. How's your week? How's everything going? Uh, this past week, you were talking about this upcoming week. This past week. Didn't you go to um, a booby show? Yeah, hooray for boobies. Yeah, hooray I, for boobies. I, I, I agree with that. But what show did you go see? <laughs> it was a comedy show my friend does, Jenny Saldana. Uh She hosts every year. She's a breast cancer survivor. Nice. So every year she uh, she hosts this comedy show, Hooray for Boobies. Uh, except for like last year was the first course, year she yeah. wasn't able to do it, of course. But a great cause. I, I, I went. I uh, had a blast. It, it was it was awesome to like you know to to be in that environment again. Um, I felt safe because you know they were checking. They were actually checking like the the phone for your vaccine status Good. on the app. It's supposed to be a thing. Yeah, which makes me feel hell out safer because you can't fake that. I got something to say about that. Are you done? Okay, well, you can go. I want I want to hear what you're going to say about this. But props to hooray, hooray for boobies. It's an annual thing. October. It's a fundraiser? Yeah. It, it's, a, it's basically a, it's a breast cancer awareness show. So so New York State, City, New York State, I don't know which one it was, mandates for indoor dining you have to be vaccinated. Yes. Proof of vaccination. So was it? I forget when it was, but my mother wanted to go out to dinner. So me and my brother took her out to dinner. They were checking vaccination statuses. So I pulled out my phone. Boom. No problem. Then I get a text um, sometime in September that my uh, on the app is expiring in October. Oh, just do this to renew it. It will let me renew it. Oh no! So now I'm wondering is it because I tested positive for COVID, so I can't renew this. So I got to now carry my card everywhere. Oh no, man! Like, oh, you know, try and get a hold of because my wife couldn't get on for um, on the app for quite some time. She she got in touch with support, and now she's back. She's on there, so. It could be just some sort of weird glitch. Maybe. Cause also, there's a, the New York City one. I might download that one if it comes to it. But Okay. Moral of the story, get fucking vaccinated. <laughs> I'm with you. Cheers to that. Please. Anyway, Marcus, this is the point of the show we get to see what's trending this week. But we're going to do a little things different this week. I like different. You and me both. We're going to change it up this week. We're going right into TV Takedown. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, Mark. There's no AW Dynamite this week before taping. The grin on your face. You're so happy about that. There's no grin on my face. I, there's, there's no grin on my face at all. Because now I so, can't. I can't talk about AEW. Yeah, so there's nothing you can talk about. So I guess I go. What do you mean? You're just going to assume yeah, I have so, nothing to talk yeah, about? Of course. I'm, I'm assuming you have nothing to talk about, right? Nothing good to talk about, anyway. I should say. I, I have plenty of stuff to talk. Oh, about. Okay, great. Go for it, buddy. So essentially, you know, we watch SmackDown together right before we do the show. Super size SmackDown. Super size. <laughs> I have to say, man, like, you know, Monday Night Raw, the, you know, the, the the tag team match was a little bit of a clusterfuck. And again, it, it was, I feel like it was more proof for, to me, uh, at least to the point that I've been trying to prove, that Charlotte Flair is going to get involved in this, uh, this triple threat match at Crown Jewel somehow, some way. One show left. The guy squeezed it in. One show left, and, and we, we do have Monday Night Raw yeah. with that, so stay tuned. Hell, man, it could lead right up to, like, the entrances of that match. Maybe. It could very well. I won't be surprised. But, you know, I have to say that, that match between Becky Lynch and Bianca, uh, and sorry, Sasha Banks with Bianca Belair in commentary, still, it, it's setting it up, man. It's setting it up to be a very good match here, a very good rivalry. I mean, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, that was a damn good match at SmackDown. Surprising awesome win. Match. Surprising win for Sasha Banks. I'm very curious to see what happens here because of the fact, like, you know, I really don't know who's going to win this. I, I don't know what's going to happen here. You know, we just—I'm just looking at it just from the triple threat standpoint. You add in Charlotte Flair to the mix as the wild card, then boom, all like, all bets are completely off. I think. And this recent incarnation of Becky Lynch, as she even said it before her uh, the pre-match interview, she rarely loses. Mm, yeah. For, for her to lose tonight, right? It wasn't clean, but it was still like, wow, okay, Becky lost. And did you hear? This like, gives Sasha Banks a win over Becky Lynch and Bianca in the last couple of weeks. Right. That 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 was huge. Yeah. That was huge. And did you hear? All four women, they they had their little vignettes on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Charlotte Flair Mentioned was involved in this. It was talking about she wants to win all the belts. That's why I'm like, oh, maybe Mark is right here. I right? Saw, I expected something tonight. Oh. Again, you want Charlotte Flair. You think Charlotte Flair is going to be added to this match. I disagree with you. I would have totally, hands down, agree with you if Becky Lynch 
and Charlotte Flair weren't both champions. Mm-hmm. I think the championships is that's what's holding me from agreeing with you. So it's not a bad idea; it's a great idea. I think it's not. I think we all win if she gets added here, but the championships are what's holding. There have been, been talk about like all the championships are combining the belts. So Please, like, Becky two belts, whatever coming back. Please don't combine them. I, I, I well, listen, dude. Not for nothing. You know, we're not seeing a lot of women time here. Yeah, and having with, with the Queen of the Ring or uh, whatever the fuck you want to call it, women in general. Yeah, they they gain no no play time whatsoever, really. And having one championship though is not going to help that status. And where where are the, where are the women t- tag team championships? I, I feel like I don't even know what's going on with that. Who are the champions? Yeah, there they you just, go. They just changed hands recently. There you go. Who are the champions? Is it Rhea Ripley and, and thank uh, you? Yeah, Nikki Ash. They, they have done anything. Just call her Ash. Yeah, oh, whatever. Uh, but. Totally here, right about that, yeah. Here's the thing. Like, no one's getting any playtime. So, no. might as well combine the championships. Might as well have them no, go back don't. and forth both brands. Don't. Why? And it's going to be Charlotte Flair. Because Charlotte Flair is going to be a 23-time champion. No, it's not necessarily going to be. There's, no, there's, there's, no way, there's no way Nikki A.S.H. becomes champion again if there's one champion. There's no way Rhea Ripley becomes champion if there's one champion. She can. Rhea Ripley? Absolutely can. I don't think so. Absolutely can. The big complaint about WCW was the main event picture was such a tight, tight like five people it's hard to break into if you have one women's champion with charlotte flair sasha banks becky lynch that's gonna be a hard nut to crack into listen they're, they've downsized a lot and i'm not just talking about the women's division i'm talking about the the whole roster in general that's why i feel like the whole having two belts I, i'm talking about all the championships here uh and different brands i feel like it's it's not working as much because i feel like you're seeing you're seeing the same old same old uh every so often you know, we were just talking before the show, like with the Intercontinental Championship, United States Championship getting lost. You know, we, we've advocated for a long time about for the women's division to to have a, a mid card title, but look at what's going on with the men's. Would it get lost in a the shuffle there as well? So, like, let's just let's cut the bullshit with these two different brands. A, a putty, you seem to be a traditionalist. You want to hold on to that, fine. So be it. Then get rid of the two belt system. Have, have the champions. Yeah. Have the champions go. Back and forth. I feel like two championships gives more people opportunity to be, to be champion. No, it doesn't. If Damian Priest wouldn't be champion right now, if there's one belt. You forgot Damian Priest was even champion. Yeah, because they're not doing the good stuff with him. So what are we talking about? But if, if there's one champion, it would be uh, Nakamura. Damian Priest wouldn't be involved in this title picture at all. CM Punk says something interesting. Right, here we go. Oh, you bet you the 15 minutes. Without mentioning CM Punk. CM Punk says something interesting about, like, uh, when asked about winning championship there, or if there should be more championships in AEW. He said, like, if if everyone had a champion, then uh, then there would be no championship. Like, the championships wouldn't mean anything. It was along those lines. No, that's exactly what he said, and I totally agree with him. Right? I mean, that that was one of the critiques I had to cut you off, really, uh, when they opened this forbidden door. That now you have the AEW championships. Then you have the New Japan championships. You have the Impact championships. So everyone seems like to have a title belt. It kind of loses its loss in the shuffle here. But I, I, I see his point there. I, I, I think you can point the same to WWE. Again, they I, I understand, like, you know, if, if they were to stick with, like, the roster size that they had, right? They had a pretty big roster all throughout. Yeah. You know, and I at that point, I understood it. Not a fan of it. Understood it. Now, they, like, they've downsized quite a bit. It seems like the, the downsizing is not done yet. You know, it's not as beneficial to have all these championships because it, it kind of goes back to what Punk was saying. It seems like it, everyone could have a chance to be a champion. Like, Nikki A.S.H., honestly, no offense to her, at this point, had no business being champion. Women's had, champion? Yeah, had no business no, being champion. No, it was just a waste of uh, money in the bank. It was right. a title place for Charlotte Flair to take a break. And but that's because there were only so many women in on that Raw roster. Now, if you had, if you combined the whole women's roster all together... It's different. It's a different story. More more competitive, and then also it would give more, more chance to have like you know maybe different type of storylines. I don't know. Mm. Agree, disagree. Can we stay on SmackDown for a bit? Okay. My two favorite tag teams faced off Usos and the Street Profits in a terrific, terrific tag team match, full of action. It was fantastic. I really loved that match. And that spot where Montez Ford is running diagonal on the ring. And jumps over the ring posts onto the outside, lands on his feet. That's not a spot I've seen before. I just thought these two guys, these two teams, have great chemistry together. And I'm sorry, this is the end of it because the roster split. They're going to Raw. So I'm like, okay, this is a fucking fantastic match. 
You weren't paying attention because you're watching. Um, I was watching Brian, right? I was watching Brian Danielson versus uh, Suzuki. You said that was a good match too, right? People, like people were talking about that being match of the year, and really? that was on YouTube. I was watching that on Twitter, and I have to say, I, I was. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Right you were paying now. attention. I, I, no. Because I was trying to—that's not an insult to you. I mean, no, no, I was, I was, I was legit trying to pay attention, but like I was so drawn to what was going on uh, in the match for on, um, not even Rampage, but it was like the the pre-show for the it. buy-in, to the Rampage. buy-in, right? That was a phenomenal match. Well, of course, it's Daniel Bryan. Anything he does is gold. Bryan Danielson. No, it, it, the the crowd was really amped up from when I turned the volume on because I was trying to be respectful to you. Turn the volume down when you were watching us. Uh, I did appreciate there. that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I was going to offer you my headphones in case you wanted to hear it. <laughs> no, no, I'm all good. I I, I I amped it up on commercial breaks. Did you do your own commentary? No, <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I probably should do that again. Do it's quite better than what they have on Rampage. Yeah. No, well, I mean, it, it was pretty good. But yeah, the match was fire, and I have to say, I, I we weren't originally going to talk about this. Because we've talked about, I feel like a lot about these uh, these shots that Tony Khan and AEW have been doing. Mm-hmm. It seems like WWE is kind of d- doing it back here. SmackDown made a distinct choice to go supersized, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then also on top of that, commercial free. Tony Khan, Tony Khan talking about, hey man, I got all the money in the world, dude. You want you want to play this game? Let's go. And not so many words. <laughs> no, that's exactly what he said. I'm not an AEW hater. I watch it every week, week in and week out. So I don't want to come across like an asshole here. You are an asshole. That's fine. Yeah, it's true. He does not have more money than WWE. His father does. So it's just one of those pet peeves of mine. Like, you don't have the money, asshole. I would rather say we have more money. And it's just one of those little, uh, what do you call it, um, semantics that's bothering me. Got it, got it, got it. Respect. Okay, so fine. Like, I, I, I'm assuming he has, they have more money than missing man in WWE. Because whatever. I mean, they, they own. Just, it's they, not you. They own a lot. They own a lot. I mean. Tony Khan is a billionaire. I did look it up. Who owner of the Jaguars? The owner of the Jaguars. He oh, he also owns a team in the Premier League. Oh, does he? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Uh, a good one. I, I don't know anything I mean, about soccer. My wife. My, my wife would know more about it. Let's give her a call right now. Yeah, no, she's sleeping now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like the Tony Khan or the Khans, I should say, they definitely have money. I don't necessarily know about more than Vince McMahon. I know Vince McMahon. He's a billionaire as well. I think it's tick for tat there when you're talking about billions. You know, they definitely have more money than the average Joe Schmo. That's for sure. Seriously, uh, but I think I'm overdrawn right now. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm pretty sure Tony Khan, regardless, can't afford by himself to go commercial free during Rampage when they go head to head. I don't even. know. I'm looking forward to see though. I mean, is this going to be more of a thing though? Because I feel like these these playful shots at each other. I, I, I want to say it's playful. I, I won't believe that. And we're even seeing with Sasha Banks on Twitter. You told me about that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she she was posting the the promo for uh, for SmackDown's match with her and Becky Lynch, saying it's clobbering time, knowing damn well that CM Punk was opening a show on Rampage tonight. I thought that was a nice, cool shot. Roman Reigns talking about the talent over to AEW, not viewing them as competition. So, like, they're kind of makes a good point. I don't get too too much into it right now. He kind of made a good point. I see what he was coming from. He was also talking in character, but again, but I still like again. Then we also saw the shit with Top Dollar and the Young Bucks. Yeah, so, oh, I'd not do that. So lots of stuff going back and forth here, back and forth. And I want to believe it's playful jabs. Eventually, I think it's going to get into some real shit. And I, I, if, if anything, I think Tony Khan is really trying to poke the bear here, as we were saying last week, trying to poke the bear of Vince McMahon. You take a shot at the billionaire attacking his funds, saying, I have more money than you. I think Vince's ego is going to pay attention to that. Take a shot at the king. You best not miss. And so far, Tony Khan has Great not line. missed. So far, he's been hit, hitting it out of the park. Again, I talked about it last week with um, Rob Williams here. These shots at each AEW's taking at WWE. But WWE's starting to respond. I'm not a big fan of. Because focus on yourself. Especially when CM Punk says it and somebody else said it. Like, Adam Cole, Bebe, and uh, Daniel Bryan are very respectful. These unnecessary, cheap shots, I'm not a fan of. But when you have the performers, the superstars, both brands taking shots at each other. To me, I think that is playful. And I really enjoy that. I, I, I want trash talking. I, I don't think there's any. I think from little that I've known, it seems like everyone on these brands are supporting each other because they see what we said many times. We have jobs. Wrestling's wrestling. We're doing a great. This is the best time to be a wrestler right now. And they're friends. Yeah, they're, they're, they want most, to see most of them are friends. Yeah, yeah most of them. Right. Yeah. yeah, but so it, those shots are, are fun. The unnecessary ones, I have a problem with. But um, those playful you ones, you have I, a problem I, with Tony Khan talking shit to Vince McMahon. No, if it's necessary, it's fine. I mean, like, listen, man. We talk. Eric Bischoff did a lot worse. 
did a lot, lot worse. Eric Bischoff, was it him or Tony Schiavone, leaked Mankind winning the championship on Nitro? Uh, I think it was Tony Khan, right? Oh, uh, Well, not Tony Khan. Tony Schiavone. Whatever. So that what turned the tide. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was. I think it was under Bischoff's discretion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what turned the tide, and that's what made the E win the Monday Night Wars. That was the pivotal turning point. Right. I didn't read the article. I maybe you know more about this on social medias, but apparently WWE's leaking some sort of rampage spoilers. Uh, it was for Full Gear, the the match card for it. No, that wasn't them. There, 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 there was something about rampage spoilers. Oh, I don't know. Don't do that. AEW's in your rear view mirror. Don't play with that stuff. Here's the thing: Focus if WWE is doing the shit and AEW doing the, I, I think the proof is the pudding with them doing what they did with SmackDown. I, I honestly think like WWE is kind of starting to view AEW as some sort of competition here and I think that's a great thing I think that's an awesome thing I want to see the battles here I want to see the best of the best I want to see WWE back having having interest again for some reason you have labeled me an AEW hater which I vehemently deny because I'm not a fan you're apathetic I don't hate them you feel nothing for them I'm getting more involved the Cody Rhodes stuff, the Gun Club, which okay, is okay, now, okay. we don't know what the fuck's going on. Right. When WWE decided to go two and a half hours, but the last half hour being commercial free. I hope that's not a regular thing. It can't be. I thought it was awesome. Maybe they're t- testing the waters maybe a little bit. But for Tony Khan and AEW to go, you know what? I will also go commercial free. And I will also see your half hour. And I will go half hour into your show as well. Yeah genius no it was well done unfortunately it was on twitter um youtube but i'm assuming the aw hardcore fans there was a lot will of, a lot stream of, into youtube there was a lot of viewers on there yeah, even, even on twitter so i wasn't even on youtube even roman reigns said it you got the aw fans are hardcore fans so of course i'm assuming they're going to stream into twitter um youtube i'm sorry i thought that was a great move it was it was an interesting move too like to see such a a, a, a match that was like highly advertised of brian danielson versus suzuki you know, like, listen, I'm not a New Japan guy, but I, I'm very well aware of who this man is and his legacy. And Brian Danielson, I mean, there's nothing really else you can say about him. Everyone knows who he is in the wrestling world. This, this is a high-profile match, and they put it there on YouTube going, like, yeah, dude, I tried to watch the um, the, the tag team match you were talking about. Missed the out. Usos. And, missed and, out. But I feel like you missed out. I'm sure I did. Well, I'm, I'm not saying I didn't. I, saw. I think I did, but I think we both missed out. Right. Which goes back to my next point. Them competing with each other on the same time, it takes away viewership. Can we just stay not competing with each other? I know the AW wants to get into a war and stuff like that, but... I'm torn on this. If WWE and AW are at the same time, I'm going to watch WWE and tape AW. You're probably the opposite. Many people are, because, again, AW is a cool it, new hot thing in town. It depends. Like, you know, I, I, I really wish... But I just think them competing with each other takes away viewership. Again, because we're sitting next to each other. You're watching AEW. I'm watching WWE to the point where, like, I realize you're watching it on your phone. Let me put picture in picture on. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. For doing that. Save you some data. <laughs> it's just, I just, I get it tonight. Just, I don't want this to be an ongoing thing. I want to watch both WWE and AEW separately. Well, you know, I look, okay, so this is where I have conflicting thoughts here about this because, like, you know, tonight it was commercial free at, at this point. And, and AEW retaliated with that. Smart, Smart move by them, as you mentioned before. But I feel like normally, I, you know, reminded me back in the days with Nitro and Raw, like, you know, I'd flick back and forth on commercial breaks, predominantly yeah. watching one over the other, whichever one was hot at the moment. This was very different, man. I, I can't recall trying to watch two things at the same time. Very, very tough, by the way. Yeah. But I feel like we lose out, though. We, yeah. I you missed out on a great tag team match. And you missed out on a great yeah. possibly match of the year contender here. We both did, because I think I want to be my... So, the thing is, I, mean, I said to you at one point, I hope they don't compete on the same night, because, you know, I want to I want to yeah. watch everything. Me too. But if they do compete on the same night, so be, I'm, I'm for it at the same time. I'm not. I, I'm for it. I, I, I miss those wars. I, I, yeah. I think it will I think it'll lift competition on both ends. Keep in mind, though, as well, I mean, there's... It's not like but it again, was... This fight is a week. There shouldn't be overlapping. I want to watch AEW. I want to watch Raw. I want to watch SmackDown. I don't want. I don't want to compete. But here's the thing: I was about to touch on this. You can. It's not the '90s anymore. Like you know, we true. Yeah, we, DVR, but the, DVR, YouTube, whatever. But the ratings again. I don't know too much about the ratings, how they work. But 
I don't know. Again, it's a different time. I wonder if the DVR was around in the 90s, how would the, Raw, how would the Monday Night Wars have played out differently? Right. I wonder how, with Twitter and social media, like yeah. how it would have played out. We're seeing it right now, man. Like it, it's, it's fascinating. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. It is. And, like, you know, it's about time that WWE wakes up. Yeah. yeah now they start doing that, giving women more time. Like, you oh, talk about we're regressing. Please. We're please. regressing. This is give divas a chance. The women's re- evolution, revolution at the time. It seemed like we're going backwards. Except for Carmella versus. Except for the main eventers. Carmella versus. Zelina Vega. My girl Zelina Vega. Semifinals? That should have been a good match. But you timed it. Two minutes, 48 seconds. Can you round it up to? Uh, two minutes, 49 seconds? No, round it up to nearest minute. Oh, God. I'm not saying it. Dick. <laughs> Raw was three hours. But here's the thing. like You're talking about this is the first ever tournament here. Yeah. The, the, was it? The Queen, Queen's Crown. Queen's Crown. Queen's so Crown. You mentioned two weeks ago how, why not just call it Queen of the Ring? Yeah. I wonder if it's a legal issue. Maybe somebody else had trademarked. Queen of the Ring. Oh, yeah? That's my first thought. That's what, like, maybe that's what it is. I, look, I have to look into that, but I think that's why. I think you might be right. I think there was an indie show that did something like that, Queen yeah. of the Ring. So I think that's why, legally, they can't trademark it. That's why Queen's Crown. Interesting. Which is still a cool name. Queen's Crown. Because everyone's calling it the Queen of the Ring. Right. But technically. It's Queen's Crown. Yeah. I, I have to get that straight. Queen's Crown. So it, it's supposed to be the woman's version of King of the Ring. The man getting plenty of time. Plenty of time. You like Sami Zayn, Finn Balor. We knew the result of that match because Sami Zayn is not going to go to Saudi Arabia. Great match, by the way. It was a stellar match. Well done, Xavier Woods, Ricochet. Oh my! Great God. match. Great match. Great match. But the women, none of them. Sad. None of them. I feel like Tony Storm's Lena Vega would have been a killer match. Right. I like I like both those women. I feel like Carmella and Liv Morgan should have gotten way more time. Yeah. So and we. My excuse would be because it's SmackDown. You got to you got to save the ten minutes for Roman Reigns' entrances. But on Raw, three hours, same shit. By the way, speaking of Queen's Crown, Natty's going to go out first round of Dewdrop. I get it. No, 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 no. Wait. So her brother, uh, not her brother, her her uncles, uncles, both her uncles. uncles. Surprising, yes. I also get it because they were they're teasing this feud between Dewdrop and Shayna Baszler. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of it. I get it, but I don't, I, I don't know, agree with it. I don't agree. At least give her a little bit more of a push there to make it seem like she's uh, also Carmella chasing her. Carmella and Zelina Vega are heels. Shayna Baszler's a heel. So now I'm wondering, are they going to do Dewdrop in the finals? No, because Carmella and, and Zelina Vega are heels and they just face each other. Yeah, exactly. it, seemed, yeah. it seemed like Zelina Vega no, had a little bit of a face do, turn. Are they going to do heels and heels versus the finals? I don't, you know what, Putty? I don't think they care. Which is awesome because now we this, this this whole tournament is up in the air. I'm like, all of us are questioning what the fuck's going on. But all hail Queen Zelina Vega, please. It's going to be Shayna Baszler. No, it's not. It, 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 it just, all hail the Queen. In what world Zelina does Zelina Vega. Vega have a shot in hell against Shayna Baszler? Zero. Zero. Plenty of chances against Dewdrop. Dewdrop is not going to win that. I think she will. I am willing to put money on this. So am I. Okay. I asked you, let's put 50 bucks against Charlotte Flair going to this triple threat. You said, no, I don't have the money. Now you want to bet? Let's bet something. I didn't say I don't have the money. I said, I don't want uh, to bet. Let's bet something right now. Dewdrop, Zelina Vega in the finals. And, you, and Zelina Vega wins? Yes. All right, 50 bucks. Can we do like 25? <laughs> I already owe you 60s. From the fucking All right, 20, debacle that was North Bergen, New Jersey. 25 says that does not happen. So you're saying Dewdrop, Zelina Vega in the finals, Zelina Vega wins. I am saying no. So you're saying Zelina Vega, Shayna Baszler in the finals, Shayna Baszler wins. I am saying no to your scenario. Oh, that's not how this fucking works. <laughs> that's not how this works. <laughs> so, the last couple of weeks, I have admitting I'm an adult. Who works Monday through Friday at a job that pays me money? Well, Marcus went to my boss and found how many days I have left. And I have to admit, on October 21st, at 12 o'clock, noon Eastern Time, 9 Pacific, I'll be on my couch watching Crown Jewel. I took a personal day. Oh, okay. And I was kind of up in the air about it. Like, I felt weird doing it. Yeah. But watching tonight, 
Seth Rollins, and Edge solidified that this is a fucking smart-ass choice. This is the match I want to see. Mm. Their first two matches were stellar. Now you're giving me hell in a cell both, match? Both of them were, were match of the year contenders for a fact. Fire promos for both yeah. of them. And I liked how it wasn't promo head-to-head. Edge had his promo, and an hour later, Seth Rollins had his promo. I basically came in late for Edge's promo. I saw it at the end. I saw how intense he was. I go, ooh. So I'm taking off a personal day as an adult, 30-year-old, grown-ass man, taking off from work because it's Edge, Edge and Seth Rollins. So remember, remember that in two months' time when we go to uh, year-end awards because this might come up kind of often. It, it, it might. It might also bite you in the ass because like, we, we, we've seen some There's no debacles. Way. There's no way they can fuck this up. Really? Really? Goldberg hasn't wrestled in years. Shawn Michaels hasn't wrestled in years. There's no chemistry between those two teams. There was no chemistry between Undertaker and Goldberg. That was kind of rushed and forced. Only reason we're watching it, two old men wrestling because of the Prince. However, Edge and Seth Rollins have proven themselves in the previous two matches they can go. I, I thought Seth Rollins and The Fiend would be awesome in Hell in a Cell. Man, was I, I wrong. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. But there's no way. There's no way they can fuck this up. So, Green Man, if you're listening, I know you are. 21st, if you're free. Two more Cassidy parties. Green 12, Man's, 12 Eastern. Green Man's working again. Is he starting? I know he's working. No, he already started. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, fuck me, I guess. I'm his best friend. I guess he would know that, right? But he doesn't tell me. So, go fuck yourself, <laughs> Green Man. I rescind my offer. <laughs> yeah, Green Man called me. We had Bob, William, Rob Williams, if you're free. <laughs> I noticed he had thrown an invite my way. Jesus. Because I invited you to the last four times I ordered pay-per-views, and you said no each and every single fucking time to my face. So, I'm not too it personally. So, <laughs> hashtag... Right hand goes up, left hand goes up, <laughs> cross over my crotch because you can suck it. Am I lying? Am I lying? <laughs> I, I've, had, I've had plans. It doesn't matter. You've denied me each and every time I've invited you over to my house for a pay-per-view. I, I know you don't order impact pay-per-views. No, I don't. So when I order impact pay-per-views, I'm like, let me mark over. So instead of watching these stupid little shitty clips on YouTube, you watch the entire <laughs> and story I, I, I of getting catch the last step. I always appreciate it. You don't because you fucking ignore me. To, like, All right. I'm not coming to your house for an impact pay-per-view. I never say that. You look down your nose. <laughs> I did not. Speaking of impact, can we talk about the Down for Glory Summit between Christian Cage and Josh Alexander? They have done a great job, great job building this this match. This build has been awesome. And I missed it the first time I watched it. Uh, you let me watch it, rewatch it with you before the show started. The clip They showed a clip from AEW Fan Fest. And when some kid asked Christian Cage, who does he want to face outside of AEW? And fans started chanting. All I heard was Edge. That's why I wanted to rewatch it, because I'm like, what did I miss here? But there was two fans who shouted out Josh Alexander, and he's like, who's that? I thought he was saying who's at the edge as a joke. Got it. But it was to Josh Alexander, which negated him just saying, I'm a big fan of Josh Alexander. I've been watching his career the whole time. Great job by Impact. I thought it was really smart, really, really smart. It makes kind of Christian de facto heel here. Yeah, I mean, it, it was well done. I, 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 I This is what I like from Impact, and this is what I like from Impact – AW, like you know, I feel like other promotions are doing this. They they take like a slice of reality, uh, because you know there 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 is a life outside of their programming with like you know busted open with these panels, uh, you know podcasts. So like you know we have these slice of life that they're yeah. using in these storylines, which I think is fantastic. You know, or they bring up some real shit. And WWE is just so cookie cutter because like, they're in their own universe, right? Yeah. Like. What? Like, you know, going back to the whole Sami Zayn example of, like, what, how we knew he wasn't going to win. Sami Zayn's been very vocal on social media about, you yeah. know, how he feels about... Which I forgot about, so it's good, good for you to remember that. It was awesome. WWE going to Saudi Arabia, right? Uh, like, this is a big deal. But in the universe that WWE lives in their little bubble, Sami Zayn, of course, is like, yeah, I'm going to win the crown. Yeah. Blah, 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 I'm going to cha- win the king. Dude, no, you're not. There's no way in hell. They could pay you all the money in the world. You're not going. No, talk about being a soldier, though. Right. No, yeah. true. True, being a good soldier, getting paid. Another thing about Impact, let's give it up for Masha Slamovich yeah. being signed. We had the pleasure of calling one of her matches at BWF. I saw right away. Like I've heard of her name. I've heard of her uh, yeah. you know, her, her uh, reputation. And I was like, oh, cool. Wow, we get to call her match. Awesome. Saw right away what she was about and like you know how good she was. Uh, so this well deserved been following her career afterwards. Well, we there, there's quite a bit of women that we know that we've we've ran circles with in the indies on Impact. Right? Yep. You know, Savannah Evans, Mercedes Martinez, Brandy Lauren, Brandy Lauren, sorry, Brandy Lauren, <laughs> uh, Kimberly. Yeah, 
uh, the, the, you know, the names go on here, man. It, it's it's really cool to see. And then, like we said before, said it again, Impact, man, their women's division is stellar. We had the privilege of seeing these women uh, live here in the indies in the New York scene. And it's just so cool to see them on a, on a grander stage. Now, I was thinking about this. Impact has done a phenomenal job in their, throughout the history of their company. They had a lot of highs, a lot of lows. I get the haters because I was one of them. But something I don't think Impact gets enough credit for was they were at the forefront of this woman evolution. They've always put their knockouts yes. on equal par of their main event men's. They've had this knockout, knockouts, paper, knockdown. I can't say this name. The women's pay-per-views long before WWE the evolution. They they broke the mold. And I know very controversial figure here, but Tessa Blanchard becoming first time in a, in a major promotion being true a yeah. world heavyweight champion you know they're, they're not afraid to break the barrier here no that's so what we're the, trying to say I, that's something i don't think they get enough credit for their they don't their contribution to women's wrestling if i want if i'm a woman wrestler impacts one of the landing spots i want to go to oh for sure especially it, in that, well, after we've seen what's going on with the queen's crown time limit of course oh my god right impacts the place to be for women's wrestling right now and if if you were look the the roster right from men into the women Low key, I have to say, Impact is very good at scouting talent. You know, all of them are great inside that ring. So many argue about some of the character work and some different people here. Fine, it's debatable. Some are better than others in that regard, but that's in all of wrestling, I think. But as far as their in ring body of work, all of them collectively, like I, I think they don't get enough credit for whoever's scouting this talent there and, ha- and building this roster. Like They have a very good, solid group of people, and it's a shame they're not being talked about more. I can go on and on, especially talking about Impact Women's Division, but we've foregone what's trending this week and went right into TV because we're going to bring back another favorite of ours, the three counts. So let's get into the three counts of our favorite kings of the ring. It's time for the three count. Right, Marcus, I texted you earlier today. Let's do a three count for top three kings of the ring. You texted me back like I was going to text you that same thing. Yes. I was literally about to text you that same thing. To my, my eyes, it's only one clear number one. Before we get into it, um, again, for those since we haven't done it in a while, if you're new to the three count, it's our, we're counting down our top three personal choices of a category. Yes. These are personal choices. Yeah, we're not saying this is the the best kings of the ring. This is our personal favorite kings of the ring. So if you disagree with us, if you agree with us, let us know on social media, shout out across the board. After we exchange our top three, I always like to see what the comments are on social medias. Yeah. More often than not, they agree with me. <laughs> Let's get into it. Number three, king of the ring. So this is the very first time I've seen the king of the ring tournament at this point. You know, um, I know there were other kings beforehand, like Macho King, I, I saw the Macho King, but I didn't necessarily see him win it, if you will. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time I saw the King of the Ring tournament all throughout play out here. It was a pay-per-view, and I was really behind it, man. I, I was digging it. I, I loved the tournament, uh, the, the, the play of it. kind of reminded me of you know of uh, NCAA basketball, but for like wrestling. And the workhorse, man, like, you know, I got to say, a lot of great matches all throughout. And But the one person that stood out and became King, I was so proud of him, was Bret Hart. Brett the Hitman Hart, man, when he won that. So that was my introduction to the whole King of the Ring. Which time? He went back-to-back. Back. That's right. It was when he was starting, um, I think it was probably the first time when he started feuding with Jerry the King Lawler. 92? Yeah. I, I thought that was cool, too. Like, you know, the King saying, this is, I'm the only true King here that led to a solid, solid rivalry between those two guys. That Un- I don't think it's enough credit. Underrated debut, by the way, for, for Jerry the Lawler. Right. Underrated. It was a great debut. It went back to it when I was watching WWE Hidden Treasures. His episode, they went back to his debut. I'm like, that's an underrated debut. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, man. I looked at like, the, the classic kiss my foot match and all yeah. that. I feel like the rivalry went for like, years. It felt like it, yeah. Him getting his parents involved. Oh, my God. Classic. Lawler was such a great heel. And Bret Hart was just like, you know, just a true, true, like what I, I felt like what the King of the Ring should be. Like, you know, it's about the wrestling. It's about who's the best in the ring. Who is the king in that ring? And Bret Hart embodied that. Yeah. Because he was just such a workhorse. And it elevated his career, obviously. obviously. But, like, you know, for me, like, you know, that was it. That was a great intro for me, for anyone to have a King of the Ring to be the first one to watch. Mm-hmm. And that was just a stellar tournament all around, too. That was good. And he won back-to-back. It's hard to argue. Yeah. So, King of the Ring started with Don Morocco. And then the next one was King Harley Race. 
right? Two great kings. Of course. But it was this man took it to the next level. King Macho Man Randy Savage teamed up with Queen Sensational Sherry. And Savage won the crown. Did some research here. Two years after his debut. Okay. And he was a heel, but he did such a great job. The crowd started cheering him. It was just, in my, as a kid, I always remember the, the, the crown, the scepter, the cape, the music, the queen, of course. Then he went on to WrestleMania four to win another tournament to become WWE champion. Uh, I think he was the, he was the first. I don't know too much about Don Morocco or Harley Race's career, but I think he was the first wrestler to benefit from winning King of the Ring. Right. He, he was the first one to take the moniker of "This is my launch pad." He owned the gimmick. I, I think he was one of the best ones to pull off that thing. Absolutely. Like you know, I, as, as much as I love Bret Hart, watching it, it, for me that was a personal reason. I, I feel like that cemented my um, my fanship of wrestling because of, of watching him. Do what he did, but he never owned the character of being king, Bret Hart. No, yeah. To your credit, about Macho King, like owned it, fucking owned. Like you want to talk about committing to a character, committing to a role. Macho Man did just that. All time greats, all time great. Like, you know, you you hear the stories how meticulous he was yeah. going over his matches. Like he was, I think, like really the first one, really to just like really script out move by move by move what he did. Don't remember, don't remember what show I was watching. It might have been his. Biography on A and E, maybe or or in WWE Network special, but uh, Rookie of Dragon Steamboat was talking about how they're iconic, one of the best matches in WrestleMania history. Yeah, and how Randy was doing it spot by spot by spot right. by spot, and he was like, "I don't know if it's going to work." So I rehearsed it, and what we saw on TV was his step by step by step. it was like hundred and something steps. Yeah, and it was it worked because it was one of the best matches. Until WrestleMania 25, I, the think best match in history. It still goes down as, like, top five oh, easily. But, no, for sure. And, like, yeah, he, he planned all of that. It, yeah. was, he, it was like an artist. It was like watching, like, Mozart putting it together, yeah. like, a grand piece. Uh, th- that's what Macho Man did. The dude was a savant for wrestling. Yeah. And it's crazy. You look at him, like, hit this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a great man that like, he was. Yeah, dude. I... I Sucked when he died, dude. I'm not going to lie. The man. way he died, too. The way he died, I was so sad when that happened. Number two. I think my number two is going to be on your list. I just don't know where. Uh, I have to say, this man just fit the role so well. Talking about how what I think a King of the Ring should be, as Bret Hart introduced me to King of the Ring, a man that really owns his craft in that ring, is so damn good at what he does. Uh, but this guy took it one step further and owned the character completely, became his became his thing and it was a perfect role for a heel i'm talking about the king of hearts owen hart let's talk about owning it like i feel like, I, like at that point like you know macho king owned it but like owen hart really took it to a whole other level man and it just continued the rivalries it, honestly like it, i feel like it put him to another level it kind of separated him from brett took him out of his shadow it's just a, it's just a shame that we never see him get like you know that world championship run you know that, that was the only thing but you know we see him become a multi-time intercontinental champion Tag team champion, specialist, European champion. I think he even won the hardcore championship. Like, you might want to fact check me on that one. But, I don't need to. <laughs> you know, Owen Hart cemented a legacy for himself. And it, it all came about from him, you know, winning the King of the Ring, I think. And who knows, man. Maybe if he was still alive, maybe he would have won the World Heavyweight Championship at some point. He must have had it. So, about Owen Hart cementing his legacy as your number two. Yeah. My number two also, I think, cemented his legacy. King of Hearts, Owen Hart. <laughs> we're I knew about, it. We're I knew going to be on your list. Owen Hart took that moniker of King of the Ring and elevated himself from a mid-card to a main eventer. Yeah. Which is what the main goal of King of the Ring should be. Again, he took the words right out of my mouth or my notes here. Stepped out of his brother's shadow here. Came King of the Hearts. And one, one of my favorite incarnations of Owen Hart was two-time Sammy Award winner, and of course, the King of Hearts. Let's that epic match with Bret Hart. I think it was SummerSlam. The cage match. Yes. Exactly. That's what, exactly what I was thinking. And I'm not sure your number one is. I think I have two options for your number one. But of all the men who won King of the Ring, a lot of them don't embrace King of the Ring. No. He did. His, his, win, his win wasn't wasted. It elevated him, and he embodied King of the Ring. 1,000%. He looked best wearing the uh, cape and crown. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. Not many people can pull it off. No, he pulled it off pretty well. He did. Owen Hart, man. Can we just say... I, I've, we've seen plenty of Slammy Award winners. I've never seen anyone like use that as their character. Even we even yeah. like have under tights the Slammy Award winner. The dude just found a way to like you know he was ahead of his time. Yeah, 
creatively just like get himself over yeah. like use these things for uh to his advantage and he was just such a great natural heel but oh. apparently he was like the nicest dude in real life so let's uh let's cheers owen hart cheers owen hart number one i'll say this i i was never really a big fan of him of his character i have nothing but respect for for what he's done for the business but like i wasn't necessarily like behind him but like you know this dude was just such a slam dunk of exactly what King of the Rings should do, like it breaks you out into like a whole other status. You know, it, it takes that mid Carter or whatever the hell you were doing at this point, if or try to revive your career at this point or whatever. Like it brings you to a whole other level. And Stone Cold Steve Austin really brought it to a whole other level from like his time into the tournament, like you know, changing the character, Stone Cold Stunner, and that hell of a promo from when he won. Austin three sixteen says, "I just kicked your ass." Boom. Home run, and then it, it it just took off from there. Like his, you want to talk about to the moon? Like his stock went to, to the, the moon. moon after winning King of the Ring, and that's exactly what the King of the Ring tournament should do. And I, and I think Stone Cold did it the best out of anyone. What was great about that promo was it was impromptu. Yeah, it wasn't scripted. That's from his ECW days. So you hear the storyline of Jake the Snake Roberts from his past. To how he redeemed himself, mm-hmm. found God, found the Bible, found Jesus. And he just went off the cuff on that. Brilliant. Like, what? <laughs> and the next night, Austin 316 signs everywhere. T-shirts. Still probably one of the yeah. hottest selling T-shirts of all time. You talk about King of the Ring to casual fans these days. They'll tell you, oh, yeah, Austin. You talk about your Psalms. Talking about your John 316, Washington 316 says I just whipped your head. That's such an iconic moment in all of King of the Ring that is well deserved to be number one. Right? Like how can it how can it not be anyone's number one? I get I I actually would have thought Owen Hart was gonna be your number one, truth be told. He was close, because personally yeah. I wanted him to be, but there's a different reason why I picked number one. Right. Like Stone Cold, like again, I was always rooting for Vince McMahon. I was always rooting for everyone but Stone Cold because I was very big in the heels. Nothing against Stone Cold. His body of work is more than fine. Speaks for itself. Love his interviews on Broken Skull. But the character, I just wasn't behind as a kid. I I guess I was an asshole. I have no idea. You are an asshole. <laughs> uh, fair enough. But, dude, there's no denying the, the, his talent there, the fire in that promo, and just what he's done after that. I mean, that's, again, that's exactly what King of the Rings should do. It should elevate you to, all the way to the top. And I feel like maybe one can make an argument for Brock Lesnar. I don't know. But I, I feel like the, I feel like that moment wasn't as memorable as it was for Stone Cold because of the promo alone. Nobody can argue that number one for what he did for the business and his character. That is a great number one. Oh yeah, and they needed that. Not mine. It's not yours. Okay. Thank God. Okay. This segment is so much better when we disagree. <laughs> but no, it's not my number one. But you it, you just said there's no arguing. That's a solid number one. Definitely a solid one. But so is mine. Oh okay. There are two arguments with King of the Ring. I don't know about you, but I did some research on King of the Ring winners. All right. And King of the Ring should be a launch pad for sub a mid-carder to be elevated to the main event picture, which is we both agree on. Yes. There are two roads they can go on. Winning King of the Ring, no one, pays any, no one cares, or winning King of the Ring and embrace it. So-called didn't embrace it. No. He never wore a crown. Never Brock Lesnar w- didn't embrace it. No. No. Edge didn't really embrace it either. No. They gave him a fucking trophy, a Stanley Cup trophy. Not even a king, <laughs> not even a crown or a robe. They gave him a fucking trophy. My number one, nobody embodies king of the ring. Marcus, do me a favor. Throw the pinky up. I knew it. I had a feeling I mean, this is going to be it. He completely reinvented himself. Like Booker T was floundering here, and he truly embraced the gimmick, which is something I look forward to kings of the ring, people who actually embody king of the ring which is why i didn't vote for stone cold uh, he had the crown the fake british accent when he would piss them off he would go with the we talk about sucker stuff and of course the pinky finger and what made it like the cherry on top was his wife charmel coming in as the queen oh that's right yeah and i'm not too sure i passed him but i think he's the only king of the ring to actually win a championship while being king of the ring hmm the man no it was after the king of the ring hmm. after the king macho man i should say but he won as King Booker. And like, Booker. I think you're right. Yeah. 
and I think it was a week or two ago, Fox did a uh, countdown of their top 10 kings of the ring. And Booker was number one. And during an interview, he said he wanted people to think of him when people think of king of the ring. I think they do. That run of King Booker was one of the best kings of the ring runs of all time. Because not only did he brace winning king of the ring, which I appreciate it, he made it his character. Right. Like, everything changed about it. His music, his his stature, his voice, his the way he carried himself facial in the ring. expressions. Yeah. And literally, everything changed. and it, it, it definitely helped him, like, you know, steer the ship back in the right course there for his career there at WWE. Because as he said, like, you know, he was kind of floundering a little yeah. bit at that point. And, yeah, he reinvented himself and became champion. Booker T is hands down my favorite king of the ring all time. So, Marcus, let's do it one more time. All hail! King, king Booker. Booker! You don't have to say really looked the part the most as a king when he won it, but nothing really happened with him. It was so disappointing. William Regal. Yeah, true. When he won that, that was probably the best I've seen William Regal. Also, that kind of tournament was kind of fugazi. Oh, it was so He was general manager at the time. I think the finals he faced yeah. Warren Swoggle. Uh, but, yeah, he deserved it, too, because he's awesome. To this day, I think William Regal probably has one of the best hair, like hairdos in wrestling. It's also one of those iconic pictures of him sitting on the throne after he wore that, that scowl on the his scowl. face. Yeah. yeah, he just looked, I can see it in my head right now. Looked the part, man. And it was just like, could this be a good run here for William Regal? Could he win some gold here? Yeah. And it was just so disappointing with that because like, I really felt like that, that could have been a good point for William Regal in his career. Uh, and I, I feel like, yeah, that's when King of the Rings started really going down. It wasn't a, it wasn't a pay-per-view. It, it was the first time they were really just doing it on TV. It was disappointing. I missed it, the old school King of the Ring, man. Of course, everybody does. Like, this this, this is like, it was a great word for Fugazi. This, we're getting Fugazi right now with this. We've come a long way from King of the Rings, dude. Who was, like, the last really good one? I mean, like, King Corbin embraced it. But he, really, he was on my short list. He didn't really do much for him. He was on my short list because he embraced the character. I loved his character as King Corbin. It, I feel like it was too long, though. Because he, he was kind of flout. I, I'm, I'm a big Baron Corbin fan. Yeah, I don't know why. I just see something in him. And the King Corbin gimmick, I loved. And then once it was getting stale, they gave him the Kings of Lone Wolf, um, the Knights of the Lone Wolf, until two weeks later when they both of them got released. Right. Uh, then it kind of floundered a little bit. But I think King, it definitely helped him. Helped him for a bit, but like, yeah, it just went way too like, just, like, like his GM gimmick went way too long. The constable, overall, you mean? Yeah. So, what made me think of this was because on Fox after the games last week, they aired a special King of the Ring countdown. Did you watch it? No. Do you want to hear the top ten countdown? Sure. Number ten, Baron Corbin. Okay. Number nine, Macho, bias. Macho Man. Really nine? Wow. Number eight, my best friend Sheamus. <laughs> Number seven, Kurt Angle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Six was Edge. Okay. Five, Brock Lesnar. I could see that. Four, Triple H. Three, Bret Hart. Two, Stone Cold, leaving number one, King Booker. So Owen Hart, not there at all. Which makes sense for legality reasons. I'm assuming they didn't want to, because I don't know what's going on with that. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Because God forbid fucking WWE shows one of the best superstars of all time with his wife fucking suing them. Wow, man. Sensitive subject. Very sensitive subject. But whatever. So wait, so AEW is doing something for Owen Hart, though. Yeah. It's, a, it's a tournament, right? Yeah, I think it's a, a cup. There's a tournament coming up. He's going to be in their video games. They're, they're actually paying homage to him. Which is great. But it's interesting they're doing a tournament for a cup. I wonder if it's going to be like their own version of like a King of the Ring type of stuff. Mm, like, would yeah, it be... Good point. Would they do it like a pay-per-view? Would, would it be like, you know, some quality good matches who will have like the same type of effect as a king of the ring I, i'm very curious but to see that, that the whole point their diamond ring thing that they're doing i'm not too sure oh diamond ring mjf won then he won the second year i'm assuming the year should be up coming up but i don't know i hope so that'd be cool that'd be a great launching pad a great way to pay homage to owen hart but yeah right i mean that would be the best way to pay he, homage just, to he deserves to be honored and if his wife's gonna let aw honor him i'm all for it right he deserves to be honored in some way. Oh, totally, dude. Totally. One of my favorites of all time. Maybe if they do that, maybe maybe they will get a King of the Ring tournament back in WWE. Maybe. But Doubt it. It's my biggest pet peeve. Yeah, I don't see it happening ever again. The one night thing. Like, why? Instead, we get stupid, like, Crown Jewel or Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Or you... Don't call it stupid because I'm taking a day off. 
to watch the Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, get I'm, I'm all for a Hell in a Cell match, but I, I, I'm anti-Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Again, my favorite part of the three count is hearing your opinion. Uh, let us know your top three kings of the ring. Hit us up on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Shutter Wrestling. Let us know. Get involved in the conversation. We'll read them next week because I'm curious. This was fun. I missed, I missed that third count. Right? There was really not a whole lot trending that yeah. would have been like, new for us to talk about. So I got, that's why I was, like, I, I was originally going to text you this. Hey, man, you want to do a three count for King of the Ring? Again, the best you part of the three count is it's interactive, not only between us, but people listening to it as well. So if you have a subject you want the three count, I'm not grammatically correct, let us know because I'm always down for topics. It's a nostalgia act for us. The reason, the reason we stopped doing it weekly because we felt it's forced. And if it's forced, it doesn't come off genuine. So if you have a top three you want to hear us count down, let us know. Inbox the Shire Wrestling or hit us up on our social medias. Mark's always on our Twitter. So get involved in the conversation. Someone has to be, geez. Well, this has been a fun show, Marcus. Let's uh, wrap things up. You have some go-home thoughts. Listen, I'm, I'm going to bitch you real fast. Bitch, okay. Yeah, I, I got a bone to pick. So I'm in fantasy football, right? My team is stacked. What's your team name? Schwan Nation. Dude, all around, I, I, I do not have a weak spot on my team at all. I, I, my team puts up points. Okay. For whatever reason, it's not translating the results. I am two and three, putty. That sucks. Two and three. Last week, I was up. My opponent had 9% chance going to Monday Night Football of winning. 9% chance. I was killing him. I was up by 40 points. Oh, wow. Damn. How many people did he have left? Two. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Thomas? Jonathan, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Marquise Brown uh, for, for the, from the Ravens. Put up 60 points, buddy. Wow. He puts up 60 points with two players. I lose. Damn. Not happy. That's why I don't miss fantasy football. I am not happy about this at all, buddy. I think I might have talked about this on the show before, so I apologize if I'm repeating myself, but I used to be in fantasy football a lot. It was good times. There was one week where I forgot to set my lineup. Ugh. I think I had one, maybe two players on bye week. It was too late to change it. It was after 1 o'clock. I'm like, fuck. I'm going to lose this game. I won the week by... They were using points. So I won the week by, I think it was like point three points. What an asshole. Because the guys, I think it was my running back and wide receiver, like blew up. Like, I got so lucky that week. See, you, in my league, you have been penalized, actually. You you have had to actually pay $10, $10 real dollars that. per. Fuck that shit. Yeah. I ain't paying nothing. Oh, I'm already paying enough for, to enter this fucking stupid league. <laughs> I'm not paying enough because my stupid mass mistakes. Can I can I just read you my roster right here? Do you have to? I do because I just I just want to point out like it's not just me being like oh I have such a good team no like I have Matthew Stafford as my quarterback, Terry McLaurin, C.D. Lamb, Najee Harris, I have Antonio Gibson, no offense as my tight end whatever, Mike Evans, and then that's my starting lineup right there right. My bench I have A.J. Brown, I have Cortland Sutton. Trey Lance, and I just picked up Tony, uh, Kadarius Tony from G- Giants. Who are your defense? Denver Broncos. So I, I, I have all-stars on my bench even. I'm stacked. Like, okay, tight end is what it is. Fant's not even having a bad year. He's having an okay year. Tight end's just, it is what it is. But how the fuck am I two and three? Pisses me off. That's my just ranting right here. Sorry. Yeah, it's a big rant. You should throw your phone across my couch. I'm angry. You Okay. The dude who's undefeated doesn't even have an RB2. Wow. Makes no fucking sense. Well, that sucks. That's a, that's a huge burden. It's a huge problem in your life. We pay for real money, man. The winner gets a thousand bucks. Yeah, the grand scheme of things, that's such a, that's a burden. I, I, I've been in your, in your shoes. I totally understand. I feel like you're mocking me. No, I, 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 that's why I stopped, kinda, that's why I stopped playing because it's just a waste of money because I, mean, I don't. It just sucks. It's a burden, inconvenience. In the grand scheme of life, this is just not worth it. And on top of that, I'm a Jets fan. So. Well, that sucks. Yeah. So, Mark Schwann, you talk about your own personal problems and your go-home thoughts. I, I feel like I had to, yeah. So yeah. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about my own personal problems and okay. go-home thoughts. Uh, several years ago, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. She beat it. So, please, if you need money in your wallet, go to Komen.org slash 
www coleman k-o-m-e-n dot o-r-g slash we i'm assuming you don't need we donate i think it's just added there for certain things but it's breast cancer awareness month i'm surprised they're not doing the pink ropes and the e like they usually do oh, yeah i'm surprised about that uh i'm wearing my john cena breast cancer awareness shirt this tonight respect respect they stopped doing that even the breast cancer awareness stuff which is surprising to me but so if you have I think we've all in some aspect, except Mark Schwann with his fantasy football team, we've been affected by breast cancer. So make sure you donate and help people out because it's a worthy cause. Komen, K-O-M-E-N dot O-R-G. To help us out, man. No, please. Absolutely. I lost a very good friend to breast cancer. Did you really? I did. It sucks, right? It, it, it really sucks. Devastating. My, my grandma, my mother's mother, was diagnosed with breast cancer when it was a death sentence yeah. back in the day. She beat it. She had her breast removed. I think that was the only treatment at the time. Right. But she survived, I think, another 30, 40 years. Oh, wow. Before cancer decided, like, I'm fucking coming back. Cancer's a fucking bitch. It is. Let's do what we can to fight it. Again, Komen.org, K-O-M-E-N.org. Before COVID, like, every year, I would, for my friend that passed away, like, you know, uh, when she was alive, she would do this uh, breast cancer awareness walk at Jones Beach. Uh, A lot of people do that, yeah. Yeah. And... you know, I was never big on a you know a whole walk before. I but, hate walking. Yeah, I mean, right. But you know, when she when she died, that's when I like I feel like an ass for saying it. But like that's when I decided to do it because like I knew it was something she was very passionate about, and I was just like you know I I need to get involved here. You know, um, so do mad close friends since high school, know her whole family. So wow. like Carson, it's actually Carson's sister. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, up until last year, I mean, I, I haven't been going. This year they're doing it. My wife and I like, we're talking. Actually, have discussions like, do we do it or not? We're just going to donate this year. Yes, uh, just because a place gets so packed. I know it's outside and all, but like you're usually you're you're on top of each other there. Uh, after going through the whole COVID thing before, I don't want to do it yeah, again. No. But, but you know, I, I'm hopeful that I get to do those walks again. Uh, hopefully, sure in the will. future, yeah. Hopefully, come back. Yeah, we'll sense enormously. Dude, hey, this, ever since getting COVID, has it like kind of fucked you up as far as just like going out? I haven't really gone out before COVID, right? But again, going back to the AW thing, yes. Okay, because I would love to go to the USB Bank for Raw or SmackDown, whatever show it is. I would love to do that. For me to be the first show in that arena would be fucking fantastic. Yeah. Like you guys were with the, the first wrestling show with Arthur Ashe Stadium. Yeah. That's history. No matter what, no matter 20 years from now, the first show is going to be that show you were part of. That's true. I never really thought about that. And I felt like that going to USB Arena because I want to go to that show to be there for history. But again, I'm like, do I want to be in front of a crowd of 20, 30 something thousand people? See, I, I felt a little more comfortable going to Arthur Ashe because I knew for a fact that yeah, I had the antibodies. You talked about that. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. But, like, by December for AEW's show, like, I don't think my antibodies will last. And, but, like, the, the dude I was with, one of the dudes who we were with, already ordered the tickets. I was like, oh, I guess I'm invested now, but, like, I don't know, dude. Just mask up. You'll be fine. Like, I'm going to have to mask up. Or see, talk to your doctor about the booster shot. See, because cause we, see. since we have COVID and Especially me, so I got an infusion of antibodies. I think I'm ineligible for the booster shot, but you didn't get the antibody, so you might be eligible for it. We'll see. I, I don't know. I don't know about the eligibility because I feel like it uh, isn't for people that uh, compromise immune system or Check. older. Uh, I, I don't. Fit, I don't fit that. Anyway, Marcus, let's wrap things up. So for everyone back home, this is. Your favorite actor, the Hollywood assassin, Mark Schwann. You can find me at yourfavoriteactor.com. Follow me on all forms of social media, at Mark Schwann. And please leave us your reviews for a shot of wrestling. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you think. Let us know your top three, your three count for King of the Ring. And Please, uh, please. I want to hear this. And be sure to comment and put yourself out there for Twitter because I follow that very closely. See what's trending. Going to give you some shouts on there on Twitter on the show. And Putty, what about you, man? Putty's nodding off. So, for everyone back home, Schwan is out. Uh, Make sure you check out my favorite actor, Dave Bautista, 
Dave, D-A-V-B-A-U-I-T-S-A. Uh, he's my favorite actor. I don't know if this guy's talking about it. Crush for me. But make sure you uh, like, subscribe, wherever you're listening to us. Give us a rating. iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon. Rate and review. That would help us get more exposure. So please do that. So for Mark Sean, I've been your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week. Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing. Hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. <laughs> but I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>